0: Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis. And today we are once again celebrating another win 2 0, or as I like to say, Los Dos a because that is exactly what the scoreline was yesterday against the very team that has two in the name. And I'm actually extra happy myself because not only did we win, but I also won on the personal side because I get a point in our famous podcast Uh, dinner winner contest or podcast winner dinner contest (laughs) yeah it's it's awesome but let's go ahead and introduce our two co-hosts today Sharon and Jared first let's go to you Sharon how's it going it's
1: going really well um it's Father's Day and I know by the time this airs it may might not be Father's Day but at the end of the day happy Father's Day and to all of our nation happy Juneteenth it's uh a beautiful day all the way around to have Father's Day and Juneteenth celebrated on the same day and you know I hope everybody was able to feel good today no matter what Jared oh once again I just just to echo that happy
2: Father's Day and happy Juneteenth uh, hopefully everyone's having a great day celebrating any any way that they can and of course uh, w- once again another uh, post victory day so um, let's let's uh, get into it let's let's talk about this match.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it too. I know sometimes the episodes get posted the same day or sometimes it's the next day, but either way, we hope everyone uh, had a great day celebrating both occasions as well. So let's go ahead and get right to Colossus of Gratitude. And Sharon, since you were at the game yesterday, and I know you have a lot already, I'll just have you go first and uh, read us off your, your list.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, so like it totally starts with, um, should I name him? Justin Dubois, dude, golazes of gratitude coming out the wazoo. He's, he stepped up to it big time. He is just an amazing person. He has helped me out in more ways than one. Um, I mean, I do silly things with forgetting to, you know, roll my tickets forward. And he's always come to my rescue. And, you know, he did another huge favor He's just an incredible guy, and I was talking to him yesterday, and he gave me a little intel on how many seats were already sold in the um, for the LA Galaxy versus um, us match on Tuesday. And we are doing really well. We need to get more bodies to Los Angeles. Oh, and Luis, I have some news for you offline about um, potentially somebody who may want to drive. Um, kind of a little down and back and a quick down and back kind of a thing. So we'll go there, secondly. But I'll just give it all to Justin Dubois. And of course, you know, all the fans and and the players and Rafa and Luther and the whole squad and Danny Videolo for being like this magnanimous older brother with Carlos, even though they're probably about the same age, who knows. But, you know, having Carlos earn a, a shutout and the final golazo of gratitude goes
2: to the crossbar. Jared, how about you? Yeah, I definitely give a golazo of gratitude to, to that crossbar, not once, but twice for, uh, for helping save our save our skin uh, when we needed it the most. And then also a golazo of gratitude to, uh, to Kevin Nagel, who, who I heard through the broadcast is getting uh, more of the uh, folks from the club flown down to LA for the match itself. It's definitely a, a major event in this club's history. So I'm glad he was uh, magnanimous enough to help out the rest of the club and, and folks to make it down there. Because like you said, we need more folks down there to, to support us on Tuesday. Hopefully it uh, pays out dividends.
0: How about you, Luis? Yeah. I, I got to join you on that. of gratitude to Kevin for Having such an amazing gesture, right, to pay everyone who's basically full time for the club. Uh, their are all expenses to go watch the match. I- I've never heard of any other like sports team CEO that has ever done that. So uh, just an a- amazing uh, gesture on his part. So that- it'll be really great to have everyone on the team there, uh, as well as all the away fans, of course, and uh, making the trip out there. Also, uh, another colossal gratitude to a person that I'm not aware of who they are. It's kind of strange, but but Sharon knows who they are, and I- I'm okay if they don't want to be mentioned by name. But just huge shout out to that person because they're they're actually helping us out with some tickets to the Monterey game, and it, you know it's a big help for us because we know it's it's a quite a drive out there for anyone coming from Sacramento. It's probably what like three hours for me. It's about two hours and 10 minutes to, to get there. And so it's going to be quite the drive out there, but when you get, you know, uh, help like tickets bought for you, it, it really goes a, a long ways uh, for all the expenses we, we have to go through and making the trip out there. So shout out to them.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and of course the two crossbars, just like <laughs> you guys mentioned, uh, those two instances. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were there. So we had an extra goalkeeper, uh, during yesterday's match, and we really appreciate them. <laughs> good, good job. All right. Well, now that we have that set, let's get right into the match. And I want to divvy it up by two parts here because I, I think it was a tell of two halves, as we've seen in, in other matches, but more so in this one, right? So we started off the first half uh, with a starting 11 that had mostly uh, sub players, right? We had just a select few that have made it into a starting 11, but I think for the most part, we saw uh, more faces that we normally see on the bench there uh, get started, but team seemed a bit slow. Right. And I understand a lot of these guys had never really played uh, together in a starting role, but I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts were um, in the first half specifically.
1: Okay. So just from um, a field side view of this first half, our defense played fairly well as a unit. I think there was a couple times our outside backs were a little bit lost because, you know, they're not used to the runs being made, but the compression, again, it was like San Antonio when we had everything compressed, you know, our defense stepped up, their defense stepped up and the play was only, we weren't stretching them very easily and they kind of dominated uh, the first half. They were stretching us a little bit more so, but it seemed as though there was a compression of play. And a lot of it was happening like right in front of the midline, you know, the center line. A lot of it was just back and forth right in that little zone. Um, A little... um, I kept wanting the passes to be a little bit more cleaned up. You know, there was a uh, nervousness. It felt like, you know, a little bit of of nerves. I don't know if, it, you know, it's funny. Okay. We're going to go all the way back to the very first game of the season when um, I think Danny Videolo started and we thought, Oh, he's got nerves, but it wasn't really, I'm sure it wasn't. I think it was just the fact that it was our first game and, you know, people are learning how to play together. I thought the same thing last night about Carlos (laughs) and my sister and I, we were like totally cracking up side by side, thinking how he looked a little um, nervous and, you know, almost like he needed a few minutes just to gain his footing and his, uh, his um, confidence. And okay. So another part about the first half, did you guys see when Dan Casey got, Injured and it was like nobody was around him and he just kind of went down. Did Mm -hmm. you guys see that? What did you? I want to know what you what happened in your heart and what you guys thought. Because anytime a player goes down without anybody around him, what do you think? What goes through your head? We spent those like three or four minutes, you know, just like very anxious feeling because we need him on Tuesday. What did you guys think about that part? And then finish talking about the whole first half, you guys, okay?
0: But when, when I saw him, I I got scared for Tuesday, right? Because we know how important Dan Casey is out back. And if you don't have him, there, there's a lot of weakness in the defense. I think he's a really good key player out back. And it is scary when you see someone just fall, right? Without it being because they got kicked. And we've seen some pretty bad uh, injuries, right? That are, are self-caused. And, and those are always the worst ones, right? Because you're not getting a red card like in your favor out of that, or at least the yellow card. It's just a straight up injury. And, you know, it's like you hurt yourself and I- I'm glad that didn't happen, but I- I'm with you, Sharon. I, I was really nervous. Those like, what three minutes that we had to like wait and, and find until I got to say until they did the thumbs up. That's when I was like, okay, it's all good. I don't know. I don't know if you got to see it or, you know, maybe you're a little bit further away, right? But us on on TV, we got to see one of the the guys actually give the thumbs up. Like he's fine, no need to do a sub. And once once you see the thumbs up go up, you're like, okay, that's good. Don't do a little you know rolling thing with your fingers because that's that's bad news. When once you see the the sub motion Reddit. happen.
1: And I think Lee Desmond, was it Lee Desmond or Connor Donovan came over to the coach and we could hear what the conversation was. And there was some like conversation about, you know, um, concussion protocol. It's like, no, because when Dan Casey got up and, and started walking, he was shaking his ankle a little bit, you know, like he got a little stinger or rolled it on the turf because they did overwater it again. Uh, We always talk about that pregame and we watch how much they water it right where the defenders are going to be. But, Jared, what did you think in that moment?
2: Well, I know Dan takes a lot of hits uh, throughout the game. And just to see him uh, kind of get shooken up a little bit, of course, there was the concern, you know, like, uh, oh, man, how how severe is this? Uh, you know, how, how is his status for Tuesday, something like this? But it was definitely relieving to, to see the thumbs up. But, uh, I mean, Dan's been hurt quite, quite a few times the past uh, I mean, th- this season and last season, uh, whether it be just temporarily or being out of the match, I mean, the man can only take so, so many uh, hits. It's so much damage. I mean, until he, you know, re- really can't play for a long stint. So I'm just hoping he's recovering nicely uh, because we, we do got to need him for Tuesday. But, you know, we, we've also got to remember, you know, he, he he's not uh, bulletproof. I mean, he's he's eventually going to take one, one too many uh, uh, crosses or a- ankle hits or anything like that. So I'm just hoping he can stay strong.
1: Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the passes and some of the connections. We didn't see Luis Felipe in the first half. He was the first sub for the second half, but let's talk about who the guys were that were involved in the first half in the playmaking, Nick Ross and Matt Lagrassa. They oftentimes were restarting in the center of the park. Now I thought Nick Ross had a strong game. I actually did. I don't know what you guys thought about Nick, but um, there were several times where he came through and then he saved the bacon. Now, interesting Thing Before the subs were made in the second half, even though Luis Felipe came on really quick, the minute all the players saw that there were subs, like literally getting ready to come on, the field players were, it's like you saw them step their game up all of a sudden and they were being accurate with their passes and they were running and they were doing all these things. I think that's hilarious. That always cracks us up in the stands when we see the, you know, the subs coming up you know, like Keiko and and Dami were on the sidelines. The next thing you know, the guys, they don't always know who's going to be subbed in, you know, who's subbing they're subbing for or who's going to be subbed out. And so everybody starts stepping their game up just a hair. I just, I think that's just precious. I would do the same thing, but you know, the the pace of the game, I I know we'll talk about second half in a little bit, but the pace of the game in the first half was a little slow for us. It seemed like our speed of play wasn't quite on. I mean, we were doing great switching of the um, point of attack, you know, from the left to the right, you know, making these little probing passes and trying to get the uh, LA galaxy off the ball, but they got us off the ball more often than we got them kind of off the game and unmarked and, you know, had guys get free. I mean, there were some things that we did well, but how many offsides did we have Luther um, or, you know, whoever else was offsides? That was kind of a little bit of an issue in, in the first half, but you know, at the end of the day, the score result was, um, incredible eight sides. So, oh God, don't even get me started in the total number of times that the whistle blew. We were joking in the stands that every three minutes that referee is going to blow a whistle or three seconds. I forget what we're saying. Three minutes, maybe Um, And I even said something you may have heard it on the PA system coming through. It's like, Hey rep, why don't you blow your whistle every three minutes? Okay. Because he literally almost was every three minutes. He blew his whistle. Sometimes it was okay. And sometimes it's like, what are you blowing that for? It's not a foul. Anyhow, you guys, what do you keep, keep talking about this first half.
2: Yeah. The refs were definitely offside happy uh, in the first half. I mean, we had already gotten at least four offsides in the first half. Possession was pretty much uh, L.A. I mean, they were like sixty-one percent to our thirty-nine percent for the first half. Uh, didn't really see any fouls until the second half, uh, but I um, It was it was definitely push comes to shove uh, first half. I mean, you didn't really see a whole lot of anything. There were no shots on target. They uh, on the broadcast they were saying that the kicks off the of, off the uh, goalpost didn't count as on target so they had like a little conversation on that i i would i would think i mean that's that is definitely goal of, uh, i mean goal attempt i would think that that would count but apparently they did not count those two uh, shots off the post by uh, los as official shots on target okay that's just bizarre
1: D- jared you and i agree on that one because the way that they bounced off top post They could have bounced in. I mean, literally, if it wasn't for the fact that they went like straight down and up, you know, if they had VAR, they would have seen, they would have tried to see whether that ball crossed the line on its bounce up and down before, you know, getting cleared out by one of our guys. It was bizarre. Oh, by the way, a massive shout out to Kamawasa for getting on the mic for Fox 40. You know, we have three of the top broadcasters on the mic Last night, and I heard bits and pieces of Cam's work. Though you just tell, you can tell that these guys have like this great insight. Rob McAllister's voice is beautiful, and with Cam and Adam now, oh man, what a dream! Broadcast team last night. What do you think of that?
2: Cam was definitely holding his own uh, in the broadcast booth, right? Uh, last night, I mean, he was uh going about you know some of the uh, memories and in his inside, and some of the, some of the uh the moves and matches. I mean, he he definitely uh, sounded comfortable up there.
1: Okay. We're looking uh, just so everybody knows, uh, Luis has queued up uh, some of our, some of the shots on goal and what the ball did in bouncing off the crossbar and then down, you know, it's yeah. You just never know. You just never know. I I'm kind of with you, Jared. It felt like it should be counted as a shot on target, even though, it hit directly on the cross oh man well anyhow who, what do we know right we're just contesters. yeah, with, because with with those sh-
2: shots uh, hitting the crossbar i mean there is a possibility it could and, and i do apologize i'm uh, watching another item in the background uh las vegas just uh, took a goal 2-1 over san diego uh going back to our our uh, analysis here any shots on on the crossbar i mean there's a high possibility that it could either hit the line and bounce and go behind or go in front. So that's why I feel that those shots, even though it's giving it to Los Dos, dose, really should count as shots on goal. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if it sails above the goal post, yeah, you know, then obviously no, that's that's not exactly on target, but hitting the, the post, you can't get much more on target on that, aside <laughs> from going into the goal mouth.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I I would imagine that they, they should count. I'm surprised that they don't. They don't count them, especially like you said for that reason. That uh, sometimes we've seen some goals go in, um, even if it just slightly passes the line. But it's happened before, and and all that. But I think in the, the shots they had, I mean, you go back and look at the replays, and th- those actually did not go in. But yeah, yeah, that's that's really weird. But in looking at one of those plays that hit the crossbar, the first one, and if you guys go back on the highlights and and take a look at that. I think that, you know, you had two players on one guy, right? You had Duke and Lee. You can't let the guy, like, do the pass, right? Like, how, how does how does one guy take a pass when you got two guys there, right? And I think in this circumstance, Lee should have just gone for the tackle, would have been out of bounds. But don't just be watching him as he's doing the pass because now you got another guy open, right, because you had a two-on-one, and that's ultimately what allowed them to get the shot. And not just that, right? But I noticed something throughout the first half in that the team was not putting up pressure for a lot of the plays. They were just letting them do whatever they wanted, just glancing at them for the most part when they should have just had a lot of high pressure, right? And had a lot of slide tackles. They didn't, right? They just kept like running out back and just trying to see what they would do. And sometimes when you allow them to do that, before you know it, they're in the box. And then you finally, when you actually do that tackle, it's a PK, right? So they were doing that same thing that we saw the team do early on in the season. And I understand, again, this is a, a B team of sorts. But, you know, we, we shouldn't have let them have that many opportunities. Because in reality, with this game, this game should have ended in a tie, not a win for us, right? Because they, they had those two goals that they should have gotten. I mean, hit the post. And only that, but they had other opportunities as well, right now, aside from the the crossbar ones that we got so lucky that we weren't losing in the first half. And do we still tie? I don't know, right? Because that changes the whole game had they gotten those two goals that hit the crossbar, and maybe we end up losing. So just some notes. I know coach is going to have a lot to say about that first half, but they just need to be aware of those things, right? And even if it's a B team, these guys should have been playing much better considering that they were getting their chance to be a starter. So, you know, there's no other better opportunity for them.
1: Yeah. But that brings to mind something that um, a friend has shared with me that when you don't get a chance to, it's so hard, we've got such a deep bench, but when you don't get a chance to play together as a unit, and I know Luis, I get what you're saying um, that, We should have done better in the first half with the players that were on the field because they're, but they haven't, they haven't been able to play together as much as some of the other guys. And, you know, it's every player's gripe, everybody gripes if they're not the starter and they haven't been able to fit into the system, you know, and, and play like um, a unit and so it takes a while to, sh- you know, right, you've, you've been in this situation where it takes a while to kind of shake off that, I don't want to call it rust, but that newness, you know, and kind of get, get into a groove. The groove takes time to, and I think the announcers probably said it, but we weren't privy to that. They were probably saying that they're not all in sync as to who makes what kind of runs and how the the speed of play, you know, the speed of the runner, when when you added Zico and Luis Felipe and Keiko and Dami, what a difference, right. In the second half, because they, they've actually had a little bit more time on the pitch together, but let's not take away from what Rafa and Luther ended up doing. Although I think if you want to talk about what, what Luther did, I don't know that that was really a, uh, I, I mean, How many times did you guys have to rewatch that to go, was that really a a PK worthy thing or did he kind of just lean into the guy and fall down? I don't know. So um, Mm, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that when it, when it's time to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually let's kind of get right to the second half. Uh, I think first half was just not, not good for us. Right. And kudos starting to coach again, because I don't know what he says at halftime, but we've seen it happen already a couple of times where we don't play good in the first half and then something magical is said by coach or or that speech is so epic that we see a completely different team in the second half. Uh, I'd be curious to ask him, like, well... (laughs) <laughs> what he says. Right. And it might, I don't know if it's something I could probably repeat on here, but yeah, well, dude, of, yeah.
1: <laughs> I regret literally, I regret not asking for post-game press conference, you know, access. Cause you know, we've done that in the past where we actually do find out what coach had said at halftime, you know, either from mm. a player or from him himself. But I think he just asked the guys, what is it that you want out of this? You know, it's kind of like he puts it back on them. I says what are you looking for here? You know, it's almost like, do you, do you really want this to be that, or do you want it to be different? You know? So it's, it's like they, he puts it right back on where they go, you know, to play in, you know, in their brains and their visualizations and everything that a player goes through. He, he puts it back on them, but then he also I think he inspires them by saying, I know you can do this, you know, but who knows if there's cuss words in there. I know <laughs> if it was prior coaches, there's been a couple of prior coaches that, man, it was a pretty colorful conversations, you know? Um, yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I just, I'm not sure that Mark is that person. Cause they, there there's a thing called the positive coaching Alliance. And I think, um, Some players respond a whole lot better to positivity, you know, positive uh, um, influences and positive conversation rather than a negative one. You know, it's like uh, you you cause somebody, you reflect it back to the person in any relationship. You reflect back. If you want to see something different as a leader, you reflect back to the person to have them do the homework so that when they are in the situation again, they've already like done that introspective check and they can make that change themselves the only people that can make the change on the field are the players right so they have to do that hard look so i bet you there's a little bit of that
0: going on yeah but we'll, we'll try our best to find out a little bit more about what is said and i know <laughs> by right? coach and see if we could yeah cuz i'd be really curious to hear I, I, I know he reads the game really well and i know he he saw everything that we've been seeing here in the first half and One of those reasons why he did is that we actually saw early subs, right? I think it's an ongoing thing where we're always like, oh, we know coach likes to do those late subs, or sometimes some of them don't happen. And, you know, we we get stuck with only like two or three subs. But, man, was it key that he did the subs early in this game, right? Because in the 60th minute, we saw Z-Man come through, right? Tina's favorite Z-Man. Get sub in for Malik Foster. And we also saw Luis Felipe, which I was asking for him. I was like, you need to sub him in as early as possible. He got subbed in for Matt Lagrassa, And then we saw the penalty kick happen literally like two minutes after those subs came through. And if you guys go back and look at the replay, you'll notice that Z-Man was a big key in that PK call because the guy gets the ball just... Uh, in a just magical move, right? Takes away the those, those player. You know, he just keeps running with the ball and then he spots Luther. And this is how, you know, we could see that Z-Man has a really good vision. He spots him open, right? And you always want to get into those opportunities where you have one player that has that much open space, just as we saw it happen before with uh, Dougie, right in that first game, where he also had that run. You always got to do that. I think as a, forward you should always try and get those opportunities because when you do get that sweet pass where you're just one-on-one with the goalkeeper then you either get the goal or you get a good opportunity to get a pk right and that's what ends up happening here luther breaks the offside thankfully right because we know how many offsides they were calling and all that so thankfully that that was able to be called uh, good for once and then their goalkeeper takes him down, at least in my opinion, right? I know, Sharon, you mentioned something else earlier, but I I viewed it a couple of times in super slow motion. And I I think it was was a PK call, in my opinion. But what what did you guys think?
1: I'll tell you what I thought. I thought his touch may have gotten a little away from him. Well, I don't know. You know, sometimes when you know you may not have touched the ball exactly the way you wanted it. And you're in the box and you know, if you're a striker, you know how to draw that foul. You really do. You know what to do to draw that foul. Granted he didn't arch his back. Like, you know, the actors that have drawn the fouls is brilliant for drawing that arch back foul, Mm. fake foul in the box. Okay. So we hope, you know, he doesn't get any of those against us, but this one, I don't know. It's like, how much really did he grab his foot? I don't know that there was a foot grab there. Um, and when we were sitting there live and in stands, I, I guess I have to think about my sisters. Um, yeah, I just I'm not seeing a, I don't know. I'm 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 really not seeing the grab, but a striker, a good striker will know how to to draw that foul. So yeah, you can see the keeper had pulled his hands back when we're watching it in super slow motion. But at the end of the day, we're happy. Um, you know, the PK was called and we were awarded a goal. And I was shocked that actually Luther stepped up and took it. I know he's done this before, but you know, normally you'll have like a Nick Ross or you'll have a rower. R- wasn't in, an of course, you know, he was serving a, um, yellow card, uh, suspension, but, um, accumulation. I- this whole thing was just kind of like okay we were glad we got that point or you know got a point on the board but it i don't know jared bail me out here
2: yeah i mean now i look at it in in super slow-mo i mean it's it's kind of a mix of there was some slight contact but also uh, luther was already moving forward and it was to the point where he really had very little time to react, to move or anything like that. So I think it was just a a perfect storm of of, of both of those, because you can see he was already making progress. It's not like he could just like juke and and, and move, you know, to to escape the goalkeeper. But, you know, when, when you're in an attacking mode like that, you know, that's an opportune time to possibly draw the foul. In this case, it uh, with the referees, they saw enough contact uh, intent that that they just went ahead and called it. And, you know, how many times has this happened to us? And as far as the other, the other way around. So now the the referees saw what they did. We don't have VAR, but then again, if we had VAR, we'd probably be in second or third place right now. But either way, this, this went our way and we uh, 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 capitalized on it.
0: My thing is that the goalkeeper never got a touch to the ball, right? Luther did what any forward has to do, which is like slightly move the ball, right? Because the goalkeeper's already going to have that motion. And so by doing that, I mean, the goalkeeper was no longer trying to go towards the ball, but towards Luther, right? And that, that's the way I see it is more so on that. It's definitely not like a harsh foul of sorts, right? But Goalkeeper wasn't going towards the ball, right? And I know it all happens really quick and the goalkeeper saw the ball in one place and then it got moved away and now it wasn't there. But you know, that's <laughs> that's just how it happens too. And uh
1: but I mean, look okay, so so all right. So what part of the goalkeeper's body got in the way of Luther's progress? Maybe that was the thing because Luther didn't necessarily follow the direction of the ball to the right, he continued to go straight over the goalkeeper, even though he had tapped the ball wide. So it's just, I'm loving the PK that we got awarded the PK, but both my sister and I were like, why didn't he just touch it outside, go wide and then just shoot. He had an open goal. Um, but instead, you know, we end up with the PK and the caution on the keeper, the keeper got a yellow on that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I think maybe there was a, um, a good striker, We'll try for that as well because once a keeper has a yellow, they're not going to be as uh, they're going to be thinking about that, you know, because they definitely don't want to get a second one. So I think all in all, however that panned out, it was totally all in our favor. Yellow card, PK, good, good to go. Yeah, there was a yellow card issued in this in the um, second half, uh, later in the second half that I was a little befuddled on, but we'll get to that. Judd and Connor Donovan, uh, Connor Donovan, that issue that happened. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, there
2: there was more than meets the eye uh, for um, being there at the game compared to what was actually uh, displayed on broadcast. So so yeah, we'll we'll definitely cover that.
1: Good, thank you. Yeah, all right. So yay, we got the PK. He made it safely into the net. Now we've got a point on the board, and then something very special happens.
0: Something really special, something um, pretty memorable for, for the guy who scored the 2-0, the uh, ultimately the one that helped us secure the win. And that is one of the youngest guys out on the pitch, right? And not just that, right? The guy who I think he played his first match, what, 15 years old, right? I think the youngest player I think ever to play for our team, if I'm not mistaken, right? He, had the, he has the record for, for that. Uh, finally gained his goal right after being with us, I think for about like two years or so, at least with with the first team, I should say, because he's been with the Academy for longer than that in an interesting shot, right. It wasn't really a shot that I think had much going on for it, but I think goalkeeper ultimately thought it was going one way and it may have slightly touched one of the uh, defenders is what I think happened. Right. And the goalkeeper is one of those times where he just goes the wrong way. And the ball goes another way and you get a goal. But I got to say, though, that this is why I'm always saying that players need to take a shot whenever they can. Because if you hit a defender, you go through the circumstance and you get a goal. Right. I mean, you hit a defender. goalkeeper's not expecting it. Goalkeeper goes the other way. And now you got yourself a goal. Right. Even though even if when you look at the replay, you're like, "Wow, well, that was also that was easy shot. Right. Goalkeeper missed it. Well you got to take the shot. Otherwise that's never going to happen. <laughs> and it's got to go on goal. Otherwise it's definitely not going to happen if it's just uh, going outside. <laughs> but Rafa gets his goal and, and we're so happy for him because you, whenever you see an Academy guy score and especially being their first goal, you know, it's super special for them, memorable for them. And we know how much his family always supports him. And I'm assuming they were in the crowd. I know he goes and celebrates with uh a lot of people, I think you were there close by Sharon. I don't know who we celebrated with. All but, of
1: section huh. 102 is literally Rafa's <laughs> Rafa land. And we were joking about part. We've got a party like a waragi, you know, mm. and we, it was so good. It was so good. The whole crowd was lit up and electric after that goal. I mean, it was amazing. And then when he got subbed off, it was an additional get lit. Um, I mean, not lit. Come on. Not that kind of. Thing, but you know the whole. Oh, it was just amazing. It was something. Yeah, it's something you live for and you dream about as a fan, and you get to see it. And as a player and as family, it's kind of oh, incredible. Is the only way you can describe it when you're there in person. Yeah, it was pretty special.
2: Yeah, even watching it live on um, the Fox 40 app. I mean, you you just knew it was just all sorts of magic that happened. I mean, from from the moment he he made the move, got the that ball in the back of the net, and then you just see him just running towards the uh, the sidelines, you know, just leaping up, uh, celebrating with his family and his friends. The fact that, uh, one, it's a homegrown goal. Two, it's his first goal, professional goal. And three, right there in front of his family. I mean, y- you cannot have a better goal than that. Uh, I mean, a much more better goal than than what Rafa had. I mean, I'm I'm sure he's still buzzing from it. I mean, if it were me, I would still be. So it was just great to see him open up his account finally with that goal to seal the win against Los Dos. I mean, and in such dramatic fashion for him. I mean, I, I, I love it.
0: And credit to Rafa, right? Because the Los Dos defender just did a really bad pass, right? And he was able to intercept it. Right. I mean, it wasn't just that he happened to be there. No, Rafa was looking at the play and then he happened to intercept it because he saw that there was an opportunity for him to do so. Right. And that's always what we ask for of not just Rafa, right, but just any player is always try to have that vision. Right. Like stay on point with the game, look at what's going on and try to intercept a few balls. Right. Because if you are a team that could intercept a lot, you could get a lot of goals from that right and and even if you don't get a goal you can have an interesting opportunity develop from it get a corner kick and that leads to the goal and so I'm glad he's doing that because it's something that we need to be see done more often and when you see that from an academy guy that's even more amazing
1: and you know you're right Luis broken plays and um turnovers turnovers. I mean, when you can pounce on a turnover like that and a broken play, cause that was literally a broken play. Mm-hmm. And so their, their anticipation of what they were going to be doing at that time got totally spun around in their head and they weren't ready. You know, let's face it. They were not ready for this. So yeah, it's nice to know that our guys can do this sort of stuff. It's just great. And if you see Luther was even tracking forward, you know, for the next knockdown rebound, if it was necessary. So I really like that. Uh, I like that. And it's funny because right now the guys were watching the subs coming, you know, warming up, and so I think that they kind of stepped it up a little bit. And then right after this goal was when, and they, you know, they they made some stubs subs.
0: But you know, as I look at the replay, I don't even know if anyone actually did like ricochet the ball. I think he literally just shoots. And I actually, I mean, we're looking at it, like, closer to and all that, but I don't see the ball hit anyone. I don't see, like, hit the defender that's right in front of him. I just see a shot that goes, like, straight through. I don't see it move at all. I don't know if you guys are seeing anything different, but it looks like the shot just goes straight through. I don't see anyone touch it. I don't know what happened there. Goalkeeper probably thought it was going another way, but that's not our issue, the guy shot, so... Even more credit, to Rafa. I don't think anyone actually hit it. That was a straight, clean shot, not touched by any of the defenders. Do you guys see anything different, or do you guys see the same thing?
1: Spot on, Luis. Yeah, I don't, I'm not seeing a deflection, and we didn't see a deflection when we were at the on the on the field either. It it just it seemed. I think it just got nicely slotted, and you know, I think the keeper was blinded. If you look the vision, the visual for the keeper, he has a player and Luther kind of in his block vision. And yeah, I just, I don't think he saw which way it was coming. It was good. It was all good. Yeah.
2: No, I'm, I'm seeing the same. I mean, I don't really see any major blockage. I mean, for all, for, for all I can tell, I mean, it was just straight colossal shot.
0: Yeah, granted, it was, I think, bouncing a little bit, but still it, it never hit anyone. Well, well, you don't always see those things happen. But again, as I mentioned earlier, that's why you got to shoot because you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, goalkeeper might be confused. Or like you said, Sharon might have some players there that are blocking his view. And that's that's your opportunity to pull a shot if you see the angle to do so. So glad that happened and made us all really happy because you could do a sight of uh, relief, right, when uh, that happens and makes us feel good that we get the, the 2-0. And not only that, but again, a 2-0 against a team that is known as Los Dos. On the last game that you're ever going to play against them at home and again we are going to be playing against them away again uh but that's more towards the end of the season but feels good to be able to say goodbye <laughs> to Sacramento for those those with the defeat so what well, we're closing the the chapter in Sacramento against them uh on a pretty good note and only that right but we mentioned it on the Town Hall live show how critical it was to get a good result against uh, LA Galaxy 2 because we we're going to be playing against their A team on Tuesday. And what better confidence than to say that you beat their B team. And not only that, but that you beat their B team with their B team, right? Because that only makes it seem like, and not just that, but it, it is you know really clear that our A team is a lot better than this B team. And we saw it with the subs when they came through. And so, you know, I'd say that Tuesday is going to be a really interesting, tense match, um, you know, just based on on how we played against the, their B team. But we'll see. I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, jinx anything or what. But, you know, at least for morale, as Tina mentioned on on our chat, this is perfect. This is what what we needed. And also to break the third kit curse as Jared knows with uh, the qual kit. <laughs> so that has been broken. We got to win with it. First time that we wear it. So go buy your kit before it sells out, because I think this one's going to sell out pretty quick. So it won't be on sale. I don't, I don't really see it being on sale. Maybe the small size might be because of the fact that we were actually told that it's an athletic fit. Is this what we were told, I think by Scott, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Yeah, you might want to make sure you try it on before you actually uh, get it. Because if if that is the case, then you'll definitely want to get a a bigger size.
2: Well, at the time of the recording, uh, which once again is on a Sunday, uh, the standings are still a little static. But right now, as we record, uh, Las Vegas just beat uh, San Diego 2-1. So that's going to have some relevance on the Republic FC's uh, standing uh, so far.
0: Oh, wow. This is an interesting result. I should know you mentioned it. Let's look at standings because I know you, Jerry, Luis, I, oh, you realize.
1: Right now. Luis, I'm so glad we're looking at standings because I'm so not ready for predictions. Thank you for let's just look at standings. Let's let's postpone this predictions
0: okay. for a while. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, bleep. Oh, the beep makes an appearance again. Yes, that's good. Yeah, we hadn't heard it in a while. So <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, that's good. Yeah, I'll give you some extra time though think about predictions and and all that there. But yeah, with that result, with the Las Vegas Lights beating 2-1 San Diego, Phoenix Rising is now 11th on the table. They were previously 10th place before this game. So, oh. (laughs) Yeah, so Jared's having a blast. It could be super hot, but Phoenix is clearly not hot, at least on the table. (laughs) So, (laughs) The the heat is not is not on point with the table for them this season. So hey, remember <laughs> a couple seasons ago? Wait, not last season, not the one before. The one before that, we know what that
1: felt like. We mm-hmm. we we were down there and we were like, oh, are we ever gonna get out of the basement? It was like the weirdest situation. So I'm so glad we're not there right now. Oh my goodness, to to see us either in fourth or fifth. Uh, what a difference it makes. We were talking offline about where we wanted to be. We we have like this little group. We talk about things, um, And it's like, we're deciding, do we want to be in first place when the season ends? Or do we want to be in second place? What do we want more? Do we want to be the top dog? Because sometimes that's a curse. And or do we want to be, okay, we'll be happy if we're in second place. It's like, no, let's freaking win the league. I mean, come on. Or win the conference. (laughs) Yeah. I just thought it was so funny that we're like already there. We're already like having the, we're way down the road. (laughs) We're adorable as fans, aren't we?
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, all these curses and all that too. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you as well. We want to win our conference because if you win the conference, you're guaranteed to host all the matches and potentially the final if the team you play against uh, had less points than than you did. So that, that's why we always stress that you need to get as much points as you can, especially in your conference, right? But more so for the overall picture because you want to host matches and if you want to host that first match, then you gotta be in the top three to host the first one because that that's that's how the system works too. It's like top seven qualify number one goes all the way to semifinals already. So that's even a bonus, too, right? Is that you get to you know be in semifinals, and it's good because that's you know the great uh, win that you should get from being in first place or in zone, you're first place, right? um that, that's a pretty good perk but we definitely want to be uh, as a uh, high in the table as possible to to make sure that happens and and all that and you definitely don't want to be the team that barely makes it through because there's not a good likelihood that you're going to host any match <laughs> so uh, right now in the table we are in fifth place 25 points 14 matches played and again other teams have games in hand as uh, has been the story <laughs> throughout the season too. Eventually, we'll catch up, but I don't know when that happens. I'll we'll have to go back and do the math and and all that too. But it just means that we're in a really good position because we've actually now surpassed El Paso, being that um, we beat them in that first time we played against them. Even though they beat us in the second time, overall we have a better scoreline. If you do the math right, we you know we beat him three one. that first match and even though we lost the other one we just we have one more goal so right kudos to the team for getting that extra goal in in that first game because that that just means that we're higher than them in the table even though their goal differential is better than ours so just for everyone's knowledge on that too goal differential is not as important unless you know you actually end up being that you beat them 2-1 and they beat you 2-1 at, uh, at their home or whatever home and all that, then that's when it can actually play a factor. But other than that, they just look at the two games you played against that team that you're tied against, and then they look at you know who scored more goals. But easy as that. If you tied, uh, then you know they go into other factors, but uh, that, those things are critical. So that's why it's so critical to beat the teams that are – gonna qualify for the playoffs because should that happen then you look at that if it's a triple tie i'm not quite sure what happens there (laughs) we'll have to defer to usl to figure out what happens in those circumstances but at least for this one this is why we're above el paso so good stuff for them and only that but El Paso has three more games than we do so that the fact that we're tying against them right now uh in in the table it's not so critical i mean it's it's an illusion at this point unless we lose three games right which i find to be highly unlikely so we're we're pretty solid in that fifth spot right now uh, granted that we are tied in third now that san diego lost which is why it was good that they lost because they have 25 points but one more game than we do and so meaning that all we need to do is tie to be above them or win the next match and we could be In third or fourth, because New Mexico is right there sandwiched between us and San Diego with one less game than we do and same points. So it's interesting. You have four teams with 25 points (laughs) right there. And then, of course, you got San Antonio in second, 31 points, uh, 14 matches like we do. And then Colorado with uh, one less match than we do, but they are at 33 points. So Colorado and San Antonio are sneakily moving away from all the others.
1: Okay. So here's the deal. You're now an awesome stat man. But like at the very beginning of the season, Connor Sutton, play the music, asked Rob McAllister, what was his prediction for the league? And I'll tell you right now, all the teams, except for New Mexico, I don't think he named them. All the teams that are in the top six were the teams that Rob McAllister said. Colorado Springs looks great. San Antonio always looks good. San Diego loyal. He, I think he was high on them. If not, he wasn't, I know I was. Um, And El Paso, he, remember they had kind of like a weird start. Uh, We were beating them and we beat them and other people beat them. And it was like, what is going on? El Paso. That's not normal. Well, things have changed. Right. And now we're seeing, it's just like, kind of blew me away. But then Rob also gave like major props to us. And one of the things that I continue to say about Sacramento is that we are a standard. We are setting like this current standard. We're the, our home standard and I'm knocking on wood left and right because I don't want to jinx anything. Our our home field advantage is like kind of nice. Uh, it don't, I don't want to even embellish anything more. It's just really ple- pleasant for a fan to see what's happening at home. But to have Rob McAllister with Connor make all these predictions, even before this, I mean, it's like, It was, I think we're one game in and Rob was saying all of this. I have to give him props. So there you go. Pretty cool, huh?
0: Yeah, that's great. That's a good vision on his part to, you know, know how team forms are and, and all that. One other thing I have to point out uh, with some of our stats that, that we're seeing here is that We are basically almost uh, the best uh, defending team, right? You got New Mexico with 10 goals against. We have 11 goals against. And if you look at at the Eastern Conference, the team that has the best defense would probably be uh, Birmingham Legion with uh, 12 goals against. But, you know, we are second in the whole entire USL in uh, goals against And that is a really good feat for us, right? I mean, that speaks volumes of our defenders and how well they're doing in all these matches. And that you could say that you only have uh, 11 goals against. And we might even be the best defending team because New Mexico still has a game to play, right? Uh, And so, you know, they get scored on once. Then we're tied with New Mexico on, you know, goals against. So really great, fantastic uh, stuff from the team this season. Connor and, Donovan, and, yeah.
1: Danny Videolo, Dan Casey, Lee Desmond, our outside backs, Luis Felipe. I mean, Matt LaGrasse. I mean, like when Kevin Nagel said, I am doubling down on what I'm going to bring to you for, you know, a team. He wasn't kidding. Totally wasn't kidding. And what a great find we've, we've made in some of these guys, right?
0: Yeah. Great find. I mean, he's, He's built a really solid uh, team uh, out back to uh, up front. We can't really say the same, right? Because in the entire Western Conference, we are the team that is in need of more goals, right? But we're slowly, we're getting them. And, you know, with these uh, two nil score lines that we've gotten recently, but we have 17 goals to our favor. And the next team in the Western Conference that has a uh, closer amount would be Monterey with 19. So even Monterey in the last place, right? They've scored two more goals. So I think that's probably our issue, right? Is that we might need to like step it up, right? With <laughs> getting more goals uh to, to our favor and we'll see if it happens next Saturday. Uh, I'm not saying anything, but Monterey is last place. And if they have any deficiencies in their defense and this is the game where you could actually get more goals as other teams have against Monterey, then you got to make sure that you take those opportunities and, and you get those goals. Right. So yeah, it's it's been an interesting season for us. But again, we have games to play, right? Other teams below us have more games than we do. So I think when we catch up in games played, we might be pretty close to the other teams have not even surpassed the teams below us. So there's that as well, right? Again, these are the issues that happen when you don't have the same matches played as other teams is that you can't even make a good comparison sometimes. and. It throws us off even than <laughs> looking at that, but really okay. we should be above. Can,
1: right. Can can we go back to something because Jared and I are both dying to go back to the game? Um, the yellow card against Connor Donovan, we need to go back mm. to that situation. We didn't get a chance to like talk about it. We also didn't get a chance to kind of talk wonderful things well we did say you know the subs that came in were just absolutely incredible change of change of pace and you know the the passes were crisp and the speed of play was incredible and it was like oh my god just you know that handful of subs look great but talk about connor donovan and the foul um and you know the judd getting a yellow card and then connor donovan ending up with one you guys what happened at that point what happened then tell me about that
2: so it looked like that there was a little bit of an extracurricular activity that was happening between a couple of players. Uh, Judd and uh, Donovan, uh, they were getting a little bit heated and it appeared as though, and it wasn't uh, intentional, but it just possibly heated a moment, some of it got out. It appeared as though Connor had gotten a little bit of saliva out uh, and, and uh, Judd had, uh, you know, complain to the referees, and this is around the same time that uh, the referee was running over there anyway because Judd was getting in Donovan's face. Yeah, so he, give-
1: he, we saw Judd do uh, like a smackdown on Connor's arms or something like that. I, I don't know. What did you did you see that part? I did.
2: I did see that, and and, and that's why I saw Judd start starting to get up in uh, Donovan's face, but uh, Donovan apparently had a. Uh, <laughs> through uh, ver- verbal speaking, um, got a little too too heated, and okay. I did see a, a little bit of a fleck of saliva get on. Okay. So that's I I think the reason that uh, Donovan got the yellow card.
1: Okay, because initially, uh, when Judd did that, and Judd instigated, you know, with the hands on, you know, kind of touching Connor, and the ref immediately was out with the yellow, and I saw that it was a quick little blip, blip, you know, it was like the yellow came up and down. If you blinked, you missed it. And so I saw that against Judd, but then all of a sudden, after everything was said and done, we heard the announcer say, cause we couldn't see it. It was a you know a little farther away. We heard the announcer say Connor Donovan also got a yellow card. And we're like, I was looking at my sister's like, what's going on with that? And she goes, yeah, no, he got, he got a yellow. And it's like, okay. All right. So then I had to look up the um, stats online. You know, it's like, really? Has that really happened? But, you know, they don't give you much information on that as far as why it occurred, but thank you for explaining that. That that was uh, good. I'm going to have to rewatch the match. It, I recorded it, so I'm going to... I love our matches. I love watching them. Yeah, there's only
2: so much that the video board can even display as far as that goes. I mean, and there's, there's times where I've gone to uh, matches at uh, Wild Horse Pass in Chandler and I question why car, the cards had gone up, but you don't really see a whole lot through the video board, so you you're kind of at the mercy of any broadcast partners that are there.
1: Okay. All right. Very good. Well, thank you. Okay, thank you, Louise, for letting us uh, do a, a real quick, you know, rewind and and go to that little piece and and talk about it. But okay, I got to tell you, my lucky jersey that I've been wearing, and I think I've watched it once in all the games, but. All the home matches and the last, I don't know, four or five, I don't know. I've worn Nemanja Vukovic, uh, number 12 jersey. It's also autographed and has his name on the back. I think it's the 2014 jersey where they were like super big and baggy. Um, And so I've been wearing that instead of my newer jersey. I've been wearing that to the match. And I am not going to undo that. I'm going to wear that down to LA. Oh, and by the way, I will find out what color, um, I'll find out today, hopefully what color jersey we'll be wearing on the away trip, whether we're going to be wearing our whites, um, the uh, new new kit, the City of Trees kit, or if we're going to be wearing our reds, because I don't know what I don't know what color sometimes mm. LA doesn't always wear their blue when they're at home. They might wear their white, you know, just cause it stands out. So I'll, I'm going to find that out.
0: Yeah. That's true. Sometimes they wear one. Sometimes they wear the other one I know against the LAFC and the open cup. And this last game they played, they wore the white, but then again, it's against LAFC, right? So that they, they probably wanted to sport the the home Jersey just for, mm-hmm. for that occasion as well. But Yeah, if they were the white and we wear our old glory red jersey, Mm
1: -hmm. that that would
0: be pretty nice if we Mm -hmm. can have that, right? I mean, that'd be pretty epic with them wearing their their home kits. Um, Or I don't know if we would wear the the third kit. I mean, we did beat the B team with the third kit. So even that's up for discussion too, right? Like, do you use the same one? I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Use the same one against the... They're A-team as well. So, yeah, I, I'd be happy if they were the the green or the red can, which is what's going to be one of them, I'm yeah. assuming, too.
1: <laughs> and here's another thing that I hope happens. Last night along our sideline, you know, you saw when they scored our – when we scored the goals, you know, they now have people running up and down the aisle with the flags. But there was one point in the game uh, in the first half where we were getting – kind of static as as the fans and maybe it was the second half who knows. Stephen Ali, their um you know, director of operations for the for the um soccer side of the of the team. Um he literally got up from you know the coach's bench, the bench where the staff sit for the team. He got up and started like doing the old arm raise, you know, come on fans, come on. He got us all going that whole side section and it caught on to the opposite side. Tower Bridge Battalion was like going, they were like nonstop going the whole entire time, but the rest of the stadium wasn't. And he got us up and running now. I and, and chanting and, screaming and all that stuff. And it seemed to really help infuse a little energy into the squad because they were also going through a little bit of a lull on the field. So I'm hoping when we're down in LA that he keeps that up. He's a blessing to have on staff. He's amazing. So just got to give him a, a little bit of a shout out. Should have given him a glazo of gratitude in the very beginning, but it doesn't matter. We can do it anytime during the broadcast podcast. <laughs> It's not a broadcast it's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> although sometimes i think we are doing broadcasts
0: it seems um, like it right we just don't have the comments or <laughs> saying anything to us. it's just just us here I mean I we, we get the comments later right people are sending us messages on right. on things we say and all that so uh-huh. there's just, just a delay with that yeah. there but uh but yeah we need more people like him <sighs> uh, I'm, I'm with you we need to get more people pumped up and sometimes that's all it takes sometimes I've said it before, you just need one or two people just to like be on every section, let them know like, hey, but we're going to do this, right? We're going to do, one side's going to say SR, the other side's going to say FC, right? Just as you've seen other stadiums, it's like a little trend, right? I think they did it at Detroit as well, if you guys recall, uh, hearing in the broadcast as well. So we need someone to do that and just like, just start hyping up the whole stadium. Everyone is going to join in, or for the most part, most people, are going to be uh, joining in on that chant, I'm sure. But you needed someone to be the starter, to be saying those things and to be telling people, everyone, we're going to do this, right? So hopefully they do more of that because I want to see more people, aside from TVB, be involved in chants. That's how you get a stadium that's louder. And that's how you get people's uh, game experience to be even more elevated. So, Connor, listening to this right now we've just given you an idea if you guys can somehow execute that again one side says sr other side says fc oh my god let's try that out
1: oh we loved that when we were in the in the old days we loved doing either that or one side says sacramento and the other side says republic Mm. and i know the TBB, they were trying to do that. Right. Luis, you know, they would try to deploy some folks away from there to get, you know, the side to side chant going, but I'll tell you what, it would be nuts to, you know, get back to those things because it really did get everybody involved. I agree, but Stephen Ellie, Yay. Love you. Ya. Keep it up, man. And Connor music. Um you know, you, you celebrated a birthday yesterday in style with a cake in the mm-hmm. face from Dinger, Ooh. and you came up just still being <laughs> your good self and doing all the announcing and just like not even missing a beat. You are a true professional, you know, just amazing, and you're gonna go so far. We love having you.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it to you. Yeah, happy uh birthday once again to Connor uh, it was his birthday yesterday and yeah there's nothing better than when your team wins on your birthday especially when it happens literally on the same day of your birthday so I know how that feels Connor so uh, I, I know you you must have been super happy about that
2: it's what I've been saying all the season so far if there's one thing the club knows to deliver on it's birthday wins
0: yeah that that's true yeah, you've been saying that, and that they've been they've been doing that. So people keep saying it's your birthday because the team needs to know that it's someone's birthday who's going to a match or who's already a Czech Public fan because they they deliver gifts in form of wins and three points. All right. Well, I know Sharon, you didn't want this moment to happen, but we of course need to mention it because the contest goes on, and and how our uh, podcast winner dinner contest is going. And as I mentioned earlier, I got a point, I guess, 2-0. But Sharon was pretty close. Had one of those crossbars been a goal, then it would have been 2-1. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and, and Jared, as long as one of those crossbars, again, would have been a goal. And as long as Dougie would not have had that miss, you would have been celebrating the point. So th- this is one of those games that could have been one of our results. And I think I mentioned it before. We're all going to have a good opportunity in this one.
2: Uh, I mean, I, I was a little upset that Dougie was just parking the bus uh, in the last couple of minutes, but ultimately it means uh, we, we win with a 2-0 score, so I can't be too uh, too terribly upset with it.
0: Yeah, especially with the clean sheet, uh, that's always great. And with Carlos, that definitely needed a, a clean sheet of his own as well. And he just, just continuing the uh, clean sheets that – we've been expecting already from our goalkeeper. So great to see that from him. So standing so far, I am in first place with seven points. You got Sharon in second with four and then Jared in third with three points.
1: Jared, you and I are at us together and we're Luis.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Yeah. At
1: us together. We are Luis. All right. So, (laughs) so, so how how about if we change the rules? Probably doesn't mind that if Sharon and Jared add up. <laughs> <And we laughs> hey, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. So I get to add two people to my team. So I'm going to add um, Scott Bradford and Tina to my team. Jared, you get to pick two. Luis can't, cannot pick anybody to add to his team. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Two against one, we win, Jared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, i don't know I, I, I would need some extra points then add it as a, as a handicap i probably need to get some 10 more points so i can be ah, further away i no. gonna start dude <laughs> god
1: i mean jared and i together we are not beyond you we're tied with you just jared and me together add it in please this has got to stop <laughs>
0: okay well the, the, there's good news or there, there could potentially be good news for you guys because the next game we're predicting is a cup game and we know with cup games there's points available for all as long as there's no extra time or if there is extra time right Mm. so all right i'll go
1: first i'm gonna go first i'm gonna predict what do you got (laughs) in regulation and i don't like my prediction i hate it to every but last Mm. time i predicted this (laughs) i was wrong and i was glad i was wrong so but i hate this prediction i hate it with passion But it's 2-1 LA Galaxy winning, okay? I'm a realist. I'm a realist. I swear to God, Carlton Cole did the same thing when West Ham was in the um, Europa League Cup and he was a realist about everything and he was right. Um, And I'm a realist. I'm like patterning myself after my friend Carlton Cole so, and then my goal scorer is going to be our goal. If we get one, it's going to be Luis Felipe. If by chance something happens between now and then and he cannot start, my goal scorer is going to be Kecko or Damia. Oh, oh Kecko, whatever. Kecko. did you write that mm. down? Because I did.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. We're getting double verification. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I got that 2-1. Ellie Galaxy gets the win. And then you got Luis Felipe or... Yeah. Uh, should he not make it out there and of right. course no extra time on on mm-hmm. your side nope
1: as much as so. I love extra time to
0: yep, no all right well you could potentially get a point there if there's no extra time already so that, that's why yeah. i say cup games there's an easy point right yep. it's a coin toss yep
2: okay i am going to flip that i'm going to say 2-1 republic uh in regulation and first one
0: i'm just i'm going to say duke and who's your sub? if not if Duke isn't out there? If he's done it I'm gonna say Keko. Uh, oh, yeah, you said regular time, right? So you established you yep. know regular oh, time. time Oof! all right. Wow. this is gonna be a interesting one. So you may get some points here uh, because I'm gonna go contrary to that, but I see the game, wow, I'm not just not realizing we all have like different scenarios, either win lose tie. Because I see the game tying at two-two, I see Roro scoring first, and if not Roro, Keiko. It's like we all got Keiko as our as our sub there, and then yep. I do see PKs, but we lose in PKs, and that's going to be quite dramatic. But you know, making it a PKs is already a big feat. I gotta wow. say, push it away. So yeah.
1: wow, wow. Okay, so so so. What was, what was the score? Okay. So what time you said? One, one, right?
0: Uh, I said two, two.
1: Oh, two, two. Okay. Okay. But because you picked PKs, you now have to pick the number because you've got to pick the, the number we can all do that. Even though none of us picked reg we picked regulation, me and Jared, right? Jared, Yeah. 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 So, so, but if we add the category for Luis of you've got to predict how many they make and how many we don't make, that talks about a score line, right? Like if they make all five and we only made four or oh know, okay. I see. Make, yeah. yeah. Okay. So do we want to all participate in a PK count? Because if you're going to PKs, you've got to predict it.
0: Yeah, the PK count. Yeah, yeah, let's do that too. So you guys say no extra time. I said yes, but in the event of extra time and PKs, then this is what you guys are saying. So what's your PK result, Sharon?
1: Okay, PK result, I say, because I I predict we lose. Um, Anyhow, my PK result is going to be, they get four because I I have faith in Danny Videolo at least stopping one. Um, They get four, we get three. I mean, you can- Uh...
2: yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think here because I know uh, D- Danny V has been uh, pre- pre- pretty good at blocking the PKs. I mean, especially the double against Phoenix. I'm going to say 4-3 then. 4-3. Four, 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 okay. Yeah, 4-3 okay. we win.
0: All right. Great. Well, wow, there's there's a potential for someone potentially to get four points out of this well, one.
1: Yeah, but what did you say? What is your kick? Oh, that's you... true. I haven't
0: said my wrote it down here. I thought I was like, wait, didn't I say? I also said 4-3 as well. But uh, L.A.? But, but LA, LA yeah. 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 Okay. I, I think, sadly, okay. yeah. But
1: all right. So you and I are both four three. No. Yes. You and I, Luis, are both four three. LA. Okay. Okay. Cool, oh yeah. Cool, we cool. need to
0: establish that too. But, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that too. Four three, and it's it's of course wherever we picked. We okay. we can't. You know, if it's yeah. If it's like Republic. Then we we lost the point, and Jared got the point. So yeah. Right. Okay. We established that.
1: <laughs> Jared picked four three to Sacramento. Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. So this so, is interesting. Someone's gonna get a point in this so, one or two points.
1: Right. And I say if anything happens where, you know, at halftime our guys need a pep talk, my hunch is that my hunch is that the the coach will just uh fix what's happening and you know, he'll adjust the player's mindset because you know, if they weren't doing the things that has gotten them success in the past, he will just remind them, you know, that they you know that they were off doing their own thing as opposed to the thing that gets them you know uh back into the mindset and gets them doing the things that they're supposed to do you know that and that's what good teams do is you know they they go back to the what gets them the wins so you know and again i still think that our our guys are listening to the coach and i think whatever happens in la they will trust him And they will listen to his coaching because he is a positive. I think he's a positive Mm -hmm. coach. I think he knows how to reward the players. Yes. He gets upset and angry at the referees and he should, and he, Mm -hmm. you know, he's formidable against the opposition. And so are we, and we should be. And so should he, but I think when it comes down to his own guys, you know, I I honestly think that he knows exactly exactly how to work with them and how to instill that positive mindset and how to change Mm. their frame of thinking to go, you know, to really reinforce, we were doing X, Y, Z and winning. So go back to X, Y, Z, whatever that is. And you know, the things that get them to win is what our coach brings to the table. And I, I just love it. You have no idea. This is, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that we are a standard, um, that we are setting a standard, and whether we win or lose against LA Galaxy, I think th- we'll be on that stage. Plus, we already have twenty five thousand dollars. Woo! <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've made it farther than we have ever made it in all the years. So this is fabulous. <sighs> all yeah. right, guys, let's talk.
0: We're doing history already in, in this match on on Tuesday, and. Of course, there are two guys that we need to be uh, having a close eye out on. And uh, I know Jared has now called him as Chicharron, right? Chicharito, (laughs) Uh, which uh, is is a good nickname, Jared. I'm glad. You know, I know we always like to poke fun at any rivals we have, but this is the time to put those memes out and and say that we got to watch out for (laughs) Chicharron and and what, what he could be capable of. I mean... The guy is just one of those guys where he's at the right spot at the right time, right, through his career. I've seen a lot of his goals, and that's typically how they come about. So it's one of those things where he's going to have to have a close mark, right, especially if he's in the starting 11, which I am sure the guy's going to be in the starting 11. He was in the last uh, cup game against LAFC. So Dan Casey's going to have a close eye on him, too, and I'm confident that he could block him. Uh, and you make sure that he doesn't have any of those opportunities because he's one of those guys where if you're closely marking him, he's not going to do much. You just got to make sure that you, you know you don't lose that mark on him. Uh, and he's not the guy who's going to be dribbling away from you. He's just the guy who's just right there uh, in the right time in the right spot, but only if you allow him to be there. Or he'll be a little sneaky and try to you know just be there. But he's he's the one player that just. Uh, kicks the ball in, taps the ball in, and has had some crazy goals where the ball's going out and it manages to hit him, just weirdly go, like ricochets from his head to his stomach (laughs) and it goes in. And for anyone who's wondering, I'm talking about that um, match that he had, I I believe it was Manchester United against Chelsea. And that crazy, probably the craziest goal you've ever seen (laughs) scored by Manchester. And I don't know if Sharon remembers that one, but it was a weird just goal. Mm. And so... He he just has that look. So definitely keeping a close eye out for him on that note. Uh, I don't know if Douglas Costa will be playing because he wasn't playing at that last cup game. But if the guy is playing, that is a dangerous guy. If anyone knows his background, he's been with uh, pretty big teams. But again, I am not sure what his status is because even in the game they played yesterday against Timbers where they tied 1-1. Uh, the guy didn't make an appearance so who knows uh where he's at but if he's there then you got to keep uh, an eye out for him uh among other guys too uh, another guy that comes to mind is victor vasquez he's a uh, the Spaniard uh, out back uh, i'm a little bit more familiar with him cuz he actually played briefly with Cruz Azul. and back in his early days he was playing with barcelona as well so definitely a guy that has a lot of experience and knows you know how to uh how to uh, be in these matches and the importance of them and all that. So they have some pretty experienced players up front. So definitely uh, just a couple of guys that we need to keep a close eye out on. And you know.
1: so, yeah. So, so here's the deal, you know, not only Dan Casey, but Connor Donovan, uh, you know, he's got a really good, he's got a really good swivel head. We keep seeing how fastly Desmond is. He has, he's sneaky fast. I know he probably doesn't want to always have to turn on the speed, but we've seen it. Now, when we also have our good speedy wide backs, I mean, between 30 and between Jack and between Dummy, we've got some speed to cover um, people getting in behind. But I really honestly think with our three backs, which is why we don't have a whole lot of goal scoring, because we have decided that, you know, we're, we've talked about this before, that we really want to secure our back line. Um, I think we're going to be okay. I think Lee will be able to track guys. I think Dan plays a nice, smart drop in the back and they, he and Connor do a very good job of switching, you know, the twin peaks, so to speak, you know, tall towers. They do a really good job of making sure that everything is covered back there. I don't know. I, you know, my, my prediction for the score, I really, ah, in my heart, I'm thinking we, we, we stand a chance. We really do. Cause we've got good vision in the, ah, but you know, and I, I think Lee can track guys. Oh, I think we've, I think we've got a good chance. Oh, hope, uh, hope I'm right. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we, we all hope that we're wrong whenever we say that we're going to lose uh, a match. Uh, I think in my reasoning, it's because it's an away match and you got the travel and they just played yesterday. Oh. And then granted that, yeah. you know, we, you know, it was yeah. mostly subs. It's still like, yeah, it's just, man, yeah, it's another level. When you play away games, you know, and especially we know our yeah. record away at, in the cup isn't good.
1: So it's funny because I think instead of saying the word subs, I think we call it a rotated team. I think that might be a new term so that nobody feels like a sub, that it's just considered a rotated team. Isn't that funny? Isn't that an interesting term? Rotated.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's a good terminology. That you mentioned it. It's so it reminds me of the FIFA games too, where yeah. whenever you stipulated a player's contract, they never said subs. It was like a rotation. I think is is what they called it when yeah. you were negotiating contracts. It was like a rotation player.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah,
1: I like yeah. it. I, it's such a much more positive. <laughs> we'll have to start adopting um,
0: yeah.
1: adopting that terminology because I, you know it's a it's a it's literally we are that deep that we can consider these guys just a rotation. They're they're rotated.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, are we gonna be now at the stadium sharing a coach? Like Rot- rotation, coach, rotation, get the rotation going on.
1: Come on, get those
0: rotation <laughs> rotationers, I guess they'll be the
1: <laughs> Oh good. Oh louise that was so good. Oh, that was so good. All right, so we're all set, our brains are set, we're getting our bodies ready to some of us travel to LA. Man. We're so geared up for this open cup match. Dang, you know, and I'm sure the guys are juicing up. I mean, they're like, can't wait, you know, open, open, open. Right, Jared?
2: Just like the Mervin's commercials. Yep.
1: Yep. Let's get (laughs) Tuesday. Let's bring Tuesday to you. And then, you know, we literally just have uh, three days and then boom, Monterey. And yeah.
2: I haven't even started packing yet or done laundry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's true. Huh? And I got to do a double, I got to do a double, you know, I got to pack for LA turn around. I've got all these appointments and then turn around on Saturday and boom in Monterey. So I think we're all going to have a little whiplash week.
2: Yeah. Especially since uh, there's a possibility that possibly once I come back from Uh, monterey uh, depending on what my manager says i may be headed out to jacksonville again for a week oh boy
1: ouch that's gonna be hot weather yikes i've heard
2: yeah it's it's gonna be humid but at least they've got a beach we don't have one here unless you (laughs) want to go all the way to rocky point or as or as it's uh, known locally uh, puerto penasco
1: yeah okay i don't even know what that means but um we'll find out later if we have to bloop that word
2: it it's 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 a it's a fine word it's just the name of the city in mexico
1: okay okay so
2: yeah, the, the yeah, Eng-
0: that's, a, that's a name
2: yeah, yeah the, the english version is rocky point
1: okay all
0: right all right yeah Alaska. yeah that, that's yeah it's not too okay. beep worthy of a word <laughs> <laughs>
1: can we just have one more beep worthy word since i already had one no we don't need to
0: have another beep no we gotta win i think it's it's good and oh the referee deserves forgiving, uh uh, Connor Donovan, the yellow card. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I'm, I'm sure with COVID nineteen, this uh, something like that's going to be more of a yellow card defense. At least you know it's transmission of body fluids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Let Let's just say that he just like yelled so much, and I, you know how it happens, right? Sometimes you speak so loud that inevitably you just spit without meaning to, but yeah. it's just because you're so expressive. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that replay, Jared. So. For all I know, maybe it was intentional, but I'm I'm just trying to see if I could somehow find some sort of defense for our defender. (laughs) Uh, There we go. (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, yeah. So this Tuesday is the game, the the, the big game. And and as they say, the players got to play out there. Just, you know, play as best as you can. We're not the team that has the pressure. LA Galaxy is that team. And so you got to play. You know, that that goes in your favor, just as we saw against earthquakes, right? Because they're the ones that know that they need to win. Should they lose, they know how much of a bad result it could be for them and their coach and, and all that. Because getting eliminated from a cup is a big deal, especially when it's against a team that is not in your league. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Absolutely. we have more to gain than they do. And Absolutely so true. they got to do that. I, I want us to have a, a major party on Saturday. Should that happen? <sighs> But at the same time, I just hope the team understands, right? Okay, if you don't win in the cup, all right, let's, let's set that aside. You're doing good in the league. Change that mentality. Change the whole chip. Saturday is a whole different ball game because it's going to be now uh, a, a game in the league. You're doing. And we good. better.
1: And Monterey better not tie because they keep tying. Or is it Oakland that it's ties? It's Oakland. It's Oakland. Oh, Oakland. Okay. 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 So Monterey needs to just keep doing what they're doing in form, which basically is lose. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. Right. Right, they they've actually haven't tied yet. Surprisingly, oh. too. It's like that they, they've won four games and lost ten. So. That's okay, the record. So no
1: ties. It's, it's Oakland. All right. All right. All right. Got it. Thank you for straightening me out. But yeah, Luis, you know, those are really good words, you know, to say to our squad. It doesn't matter win, lose or draw. We're still like we're, we're just fighting for everything we can get. And we love the fact that we have so much fight on this team and, you know, so much of a desire to win. And if we do win, you're right. It's going to be a hell of a party. We're going to, Oh my goodness. In Monterey, you know, nobody's going to want to come home. That's for sure. (laughs) You know, once we all get there, but when the team does come back on Wednesday, I believe they're coming back on, on Wednesday after the match. Right. Um, And it doesn't matter. It's like, we'll just we'll just regroup the guys will regroup and get ready for Montreal. you know it whatever happens
0: and i I don't know if anyone's planning on doing like a like a thing where when they fly back maybe like just cheering them on in the airport or if anyone's organizing something like that but regardless of what what the score is i mean like the people back in in Sacramento should, the, the should do team. that. Yeah, okay. find out when the team is going to arrive there. No matter okay. what happens, just you know, be there just to like applaud them, right, for the effort that they gave on Tuesday.
1: You know what? That I'll, nice. I'll, I'll I'll dig around on that. Um, I'm sure you know. I'll uh, I'll dig around on on that and, on that, and I'll uh I'll pa- We can press it out to. We have a group. Uh, you know, a group that we can talk. Um, talk to about organizing it and getting people at the, at the airport. There's a bunch of us that are going to be coming back the next day at 10 on the 10 AM flight or roughly a 10 AM flight. So, you know, we'll be in the airport by 1130 ourselves and who knows when, you know, the, the squad will be getting back if it's going to be earlier or later. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a, a, a wonderful idea mm-hmm. of yours. Yeah, please, because it, it mimics kind of what we did last year. Um, mm-hmm. When the guys when the guys were traveling, uh, not last year, year before, when they were traveling and they we they had no fans in COVID year, and so we would greet them uh, as they were departing to go on a trip, and when they came home, we started to do that, and it really was fabulous. And the last game of the season, um, when they were eliminated by stinking Arizona, handball rising, we greeted uh-huh. them at the airport, and that was that was a fabulous time. That was probably one of the best moments, memorable moments, mm-hmm. to share with the squad. So good idea, Luis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just saying for the people there, I wish I was there, but I mean, for everyone who's there, just, you know, just, just do that for the team, regardless of, of what it is, because uh, just being there is already historic. So hats off to them. And I have no doubt that they're going to be giving it their all, as much as they can. Right. So that's already noteworthy in itself. All right. So. USL Unsolved Mystery and Jared, I don't know if you want to group this with something that we were talking us three offline before, because we were laughing so much. We were laughing out loud, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. Usually mysteries aren't really a big, hilarious manner, but uh, I think we'll make an exception for, for this one. Now, I know not a lot lot of us have been too following other teams' social medias, um, especially Monterey's. But just to break it down, Monterey is having a vote for the uh, mascot uh, poll. Uh, The choices uh, would be between uh, a pirate, an iguana, and a land and seahorse.
1: Oh, my God. I cannot. I cannot. I just can't. Oh, my God. Keep going, Jared. But I forgot we were doing this.
2: Now, there's actually a link on the Monterey Bay's uh, website. Uh, It gives uh, some descriptions as far as uh, the reasoning behind the choices. Uh, The captain, uh, uh, Captain Cruyff, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, goes into detail how apparently there used to be pirates in the Monterey Bay area quite some time ago in the 1800s. So in essence, it was kind of a smaller version of Tampa Bay from how this puts it. And then the next item is going to be the iguana uh, as far as that goes. So it looks like it was based off of a recent trip that uh, uh, the team's governor, Ray Bechoff, uh, who uh, a lot of us know uh, was the former owner of the uh, Fresno FC team, which ultimately has rolled over to the team that is right now in Monterey. Uh, apparently uh, the iguana brings good luck, moves effortlessly from land to sea. So that's the reasoning, I guess, for as far as iguana. I mean, they're not exactly native to the Monterey area, but it's just mainly based off of that one trip to Mexico for, for uh, Ignacio, Mr. Bashar.
1: Ignacio El Bonito, the noble iguana. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess. And then the,
2: the third choice on here, uh, Finnegan A. Freeman, the land and seahorse. Now, as we know, seahorses, though those are a little bit more tied to Monterey. I just hope that uh Finnegan just uh isn't expecting. Anytime soon, because some of us may know that uh, when it comes to seahorses, uh, the men do care carry the seed and ultimately become pregnant. So.
1: Oh, know- fun fact. Thank you for that, Jared.
2: <laughs> and you didn't even have to pay 50 bucks to go to the Monterey Bay Aquarium to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. And you could put that $50 towards my, uh, my uh, uh, calamari dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> oh dear me so so jared i know it's like not an unsolved mystery but why the heck did they pick these three i is it a joke are they like joking deique Monterey is like joking i don't think it's necessarily joking but just i guess
2: ways to kind of connect to the fans I, I i'm guessing i mean granted we had the uh, april Fool's day joke of, of the quails and that ended up sticking. So maybe Monterey is looking to do something similar, you know, maybe have some kind of mascot say for like that, the young kids, you know, to get people hyped up. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That That's, that's my guess. I mean, I, I'm, I'm no, uh, I'm no Connor or Connor's counterpart with, with Monterey, but you know, just wait to, to connect with the fans. That's, that's the only thing I can think of, but uh yeah their descriptions
1: yeah. their descriptions are rather interesting right yeah yeah okay so so I don't know if we want to skew their vote um if it matters but I think uh well somebody will maybe we'll, once we release this podca- podcast we may drop the link for their voting because voting ends I think on the 30th is it
0: mm-hmm.
1: voting 30th 11 from... 50, uh, 59 yeah okay so i mean this we shouldn't skew but i just think it's cute
0: you know what something just came to mind if you guys are open to this too but you guys want to do an extra bonus point for our contest and and who we predict will actually win oh boy <laughs> what do you guys feeling like i mean i'm just throwing more points at you guys so you guys could try to catch up to me or so i could extend oh! my lead
1: he thinks he's gonna extend his lead Jared it, oh. Jeez,
0: this guy <laughs> I had to throw more points up point opportunities too what do you guys think you guys want to go for it
1: with you oh. pick first you and then we'll all just pick what you pick oh. <laughs> so
0: we all just get one point <laughs> if we get it right, right?
1: that it keeps it all the same. <laughs> what do you guys think out there in podcast verse? Should Louise pick first? Cause we will have another podcast before. Okay. So, so drop it in the, in the, in the chat or in the comments, what you picked. And if we should do this as another point getter and if Louise has to pick first. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're not going to do it right this second but um we'll do this on the next podcast we'll
0: do this okay okay Luis all right
1: okay,
0: okay. Good. all right all right I'll, I'll go good yeah so let, let us know whether that be through a comment or send us a message or anything just let us know if we if we should but I already have my candidate for mascot that I'd pick so I'm, I'm all set if I have to go first
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jared are you all set
2: yeah I I, I think I've got an idea All right. (laughs) Sounds good.
1: Well, great. Thank you, Louise, for always being the backbone of of our podcast. And thank you everybody for tuning in. If we are in fact, getting close to saying farewell. Um, It's, it's wonderful to chat about our most beloved Sacramento Republic, but then also throw in other soccer tidbits along (laughs) the way. So love it.
0: Yeah. Well, Awesome. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty much done with the episode today, too, because I have to get this one out pretty quick because it's a pretty quick turnaround for all you to be able to listen to it before Tuesday night at 730. But For all those of you going, again, Tuesday night, 730 p.m. at a Dignity Health Sports Park, we will be playing the first L.A. Galaxy team. So if you haven't gotten your tickets and you're on the fence of going and you might go... They're actually not that expensive. They are about $20 and we have our own section, which is really great because a lot of away fans, you know, that's always a struggle. Where am I going to sit? Am I going to sit around other fans? Are they going to be rowdy and all that? So that they, they, they got us fortunately. And I'm glad that the LA galaxy team coordinated that for us and, and right. made that happen and, and, and gave us a good deal link, on it too.
1: Right. And the link is in Sac Republic's, uh, um, you can find it on Sac Republic or I don't know if we're going to post the link to get the tickets, you know, if we can mm-hmm. post it, but um, there's a link to directly to buying the tickets on Sac Republic's website.
0: Yeah. And if you're not going to the match, we are going to have a town hall preview live show. It's going to be at 6 15 PM on Tuesday. So about, and now we're in 15 before the, the match starts and We're going to try and have some uh, live shots of what's going on around the stadium. So if you don't go, it makes you feel like you're there. We want to kind of have that experience for people. And we'll also just be talking a lot of things. Maybe we'll just be talking trash about Chicharron and and all that. So (laughs) Especially if Sharon sees him out there.
1: Of course. Uh
2: and for those uh, those of you uh, much, much like myself that are not going to be able to physically make it uh, to the, the match, once again, 730, the match is going to be carried on ESPN plus only. So don't look for it on Fox 40 because it is an open cup match. ESPN plus has exclusive television rights in the United States to this. So be sure you have your ESPN plus set, uh, set up beforehand.
0: Yeah. Good reminder. Yeah. You got to make sure that you get it, get it set up Monday or Tuesday morning. So you're not struggling and you're not like trying to fight against the TV to, (laughs) to get it to work. So just a heads up on that because uh, it could be kind of confusing sometimes, especially if you have a Roku TV, tell me about it. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, Sharon, Jared, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. And as always, thank you so much to all of our listeners for your support and for listening to the podcast and tuning into our uh, town hall live shows. We'll see you on Tuesday for our Town Hall Live show. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye. Also, have a good one. also keep tuning in because we have a lot of bloopers and you're going to really enjoy them. Trust me. Cue <laughs> 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 music. Let's just go. Whatever said after this is recorded. So Oh, so
1: this is
0: the real deal. <laughs> yep. the real deal. But once you hear w- the Zoom get, voice.
1: Yeah, I want to get Jared to laugh again. It was, that was so awesome before before we started the podcast. Jared, Jared, wiping his eyes. <laughs> because- I'm I'm still wringing my hands
2: as far as the whole Monterey mascot thing. It's, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was bad enough seeing the the, the current USFL when they had their mascot <laughs> choices, especially Philadelphia uh, Stars, which is literally just a blob. And they've named it Blobby. <laughs> that that makes more sense than what Monterey has on the board.
1: Oh, my God. I Okay, so I know we're supposed to... I, I know Luis is going to introduce this whole podcast and he's going to go, Welcome fan whatever welcome everybody to stay the republic podcast my name is Luis urbana he's, and he's not gonna have
2: a straight face he's not gonna have a straight face doing <laughs> that
0: that's the problem when we, when we do these things at the beginning
1: <laughs> well okay so that aside you know the introduction the music la 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 we jump in we talked about the game last night which was like incredible uh, parts of it were and then yeah. <laughs> but then we have to go right back to <laughs> talking about moderate fc's uh desire to have a
0: mascot and uh... <laughs> yeah well the, okay
1: for, we for should everyone... let... <laughs> you should introduce this podcast
0: yeah too. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, we should get this going yeah for everyone who stuck around uh i hope you enjoyed the laughs that we we just had because we already talked about this right we haven't talked about it but for all of our listeners they already heard us talk about it so they're time travelers we're just in the present <laughs> yeah this is the beginning How's it going, Sharon? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> Jaren. <laughs> I, I, oh, no, I, I, <laughs> I was. You held say. it together, dude.
1: You literally held it together for both of us. You you did a yeah. I think that. That's gonna come the, the
0: bloopers. I'm sorry. I, I gotta say that over again too. I, I was gonna say, Sharon.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know what I don't know what happened there too I got so excited about the point though. I didn't even think about that All right. yeah and I'm
1: not I'm not happy about that point of yours because <laughs> you know now you're like flying into the league you know but I, your clairvoyance is beautiful mister I mean
0: that's whatever trait you have I'm not thinking about where, where to get dinner yet but no, I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna wait till the end of season Jerry, so I'm not even saying that
1: did you hear what he just said
0: damn he's is. Putting the horse before the cart, or, yeah. or however oh, the saying oh, goes. No, wait, I, I said I'm not thinking yet. Too, if oh, I no. was, then maybe you, you, you guys couldn't. Dude, just oh, the fact wasn't you... thinking. I oh, Wasn't <laughs> thinking, but was already mentioning the dinner. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and restart that part there.
1: Yeah, you're right, and I think I said, I think I said Lee Gibson again. <laughs> did I say Lee Gibson or did I say Lee Desmond?
0: Desmond. Yeah, I think oh, I heard Desmond. No.
1: Thank you, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that numbness cause... that went away already, right? <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, okay, it's good, a good, good sign. Good. The numbness is, is gone. <laughs> okay, good. And
1: um, the brain numbing part of it. Yeah. So.
0: In the 60th, we saw. Uh, did I just say, I think I just said we saw because I'm about to say Zico. Another blooper. Wow. I'm I'm on a roll tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I know Lee Gibson does too. And I've seen some of Ooh. Lee Gibson's speed. Remember, we've seen how fast Lee Gibson can Lee <laughs> Dang it! Lee does <laughs> oh. Wait, <laughs> no!
0: You did that purposely, uh, didn't you? Or... No! That... Oh I was thinking you kept no! you kept mentioning and I was like, oh she's fucking no! fun at him now.
1: No. Like... Ah, what a dork. <laughs> okay, cut.